0: Chapter Eighteen of Kotto. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Awai in June two thousand and ten. Kotto, being Japanese curios with sundry cobwebs by Lavekdio Hearn. Chapter Eighteen, Pathological very much do i love cats and i suppose that i could write a large book about the different cats which i have kept in various climes and times on both sides of the world but this is not a book of cats and i am writing about Thama for merely psychological reasons she has been uttering in her sleep beside my chair a peculiar cry that touched me in a particular way it is the cry that a cat makes only for her kittens a soft trilling coo a pure caress of tone and i perceive that her attitude as she lies there on her side is the attitude of a cat holding something something freshly caught the fore paws are stretched out as to grasp and the pearly talons are playing we call her tama jewel not because of her beauty though she is beautiful but because tama is a female name accorded by custom to pet cats she was a very small tortoise-shell kitten when she was first brought to me as a gift worth accepting a cat of three colors Neko, being somewhat uncommon in japan In certain parts of the country, such a cat is believed to be a luck-bringer, and gifted with power to frighten away goblins as well as rats. Tama is now two years old. I think that she has foreign blood in her veins. She is more graceful and more slender than the ordinary Japanese cat, and she has a remarkably long tail, which, from a Japanese point of view, is her only defect perhaps one of her ancestors came to japan in some dutch or spanish ship during the time of ieyasu but from whatever ancestors descended tama is quite a japanese cat in her habits for example she eats rice The first time that she had kittens she proved herself an excellent mother, devoting all her strength and intelligence to the care of her little ones, until, by dint of nursing them and moiling for them, she became piteously and ludicrously thin. She taught them how to keep clean, how to play and jump and wrestle, how to hunt. At first, of course, she gave them only her long tail to play with but later she found them other toys. She brought them not only rats and mice, but also frogs, lizards, a bat, and one day a small lamprey, which she must have managed to catch in a neighboring rice-field. After dark I used to leave open for her a small window at the head of the stairs leading to my study, in order that she might go out to hunt by way of the kitchen roof and one night she brought in, through that window, a big straw sandal for her kittens to play with. She found it in the field, and she must have carried it over a wooden fence ten feet high, up the house wall to the roof of the kitchen, and thence through the bars of the little window to the stairway. There she and her kittens played boisterously with it till morning, and they dirtied the stairway, for that sandal was muddy never was cat more fortunate in her first maternal experience than tama but the next time she was not fortunate she had got into the habit of visiting friends in another street at a perilous distance and one evening while on her way thither she was hurt by some brutal person she came back to us stupid and sick and her kittens were born dead i thought that she would die also but she recovered much more quickly than anybody could have imagined possible though she still remains for obvious reasons troubled in spirit by the loss of the kittens the memory of animals in regard to certain forms of relative experience is strangely weak and dim but the organic memory of the animal the memory of experience accumulated through countless billions of lives is superhumanly vivid and very seldom at fault. Think of the astonishing skill with which a cat can restore the respiration of her drowned kitten. Think of her untaught ability to face a dangerous enemy seen for the first time, a venomous serpent for example. Think of her wide acquaintance with small creatures and their ways, her medical knowledge of herbs, her capacities of strategy, whether for hunting or fighting what she knows is really considerable and she knows it all perfectly or almost perfectly but it is the knowledge of other existences her memory as to the pains of the present life is mercifully brief tama could not clearly remember that her kittens were dead she knew that she ought to have had kittens and she looked everywhere and called everywhere for them long after they had been buried in the garden She complained a great deal to her friends, and she made me open all the cupboards and closets, over and over again, to prove to her that the kittens were not in the house. At last she was able to convince herself that it was useless to look for them any more. But she plays with them in dreams, and coos to them, and catches for them small shadowy things, perhaps even brings to them, through some dim window of memory a sandal of ghostly straw end of chapter 18